Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, and I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Mm. It is Tuesday, February 25th. Uh, happy release day to Tana Fenske for the two-date rule. She was on the podcast yesterday, a special long conversation. If you didn't get to hear it, you might check it out. Uh, it was fun to catch up with her, talk about things. I keep thinking about how she said that she and her husband go to counseling regularly, different kinds of couples workshops or even just regular counseling because they'd both been through a pretty terrible divorce. I was friends with her through her divorce and they'd ended up going into marriage counseling respectively, in their previous marriages, when it was way too late that they'd both discovered that the counseling was way too late. And her husband, before even they were really dating each other romantically, when they were friends, he was saying that if he got married again, that he wanted to go to counseling right from the get-go, even before they got married, because it had done good work, but you had to do it before it was too late. I really find that fascinating. David and I do not, we've never been to counseling together. However, I do think that we have a parallel to that because apparently this is a little known fact about me. I can never think of little known facts about me when people ask for them, but I mentioned this to a friend the other day that I was a peer counselor in college. And she said, I didn't know that. And I was said, yeah, actually, I had um, something like 80 hours of counseling training. We had to do 10 eight-hour Saturdays of training led by the Counseling Center on campus. And then we did regular, uh, I don't know what, it, what we called it, like a refresher training. Or we would also, I did that my sophomore year in college. And then so then my junior and senior years, I helped lead the training for newer groups of peer counselors coming in. So that served as a refresher too. And my senior year, I was director of the peer counseling center. So I actually know a fair amount <laughs> about counseling. It's not something I normally list in my skills. Um, I think I'm a bit impatient to be a professional counselor. Um, I can usually see pretty quickly to the heart of the person's problem about what's really going on beneath stuff. And, but in counseling, you sort of have to ask leading questions and help them work it through so that they see it themselves. And I never want to spend all that time helping them see it for themselves. <laughs> I always want to say, look, this is your problem. Now just go find your way. I guess I did mention this recently because I was talking about with the author coaching and mentoring I've been doing that those old skills have been coming into play. Uh, very interesting that that just has been coming up in my life lately. What does the universe mean by that? We don't know, do we? So, oh, I've... I have to talk about my coffee. I know that you guys, well, it is on brand, right? Uh, very important to ask people about their morning beverages. 
<clears throat> so I've decided I did not like the honey in there. I, even though I'd kind of gotten the balance right, I still didn't like it. And when I go to, say, a coffee shop like Iconic, they, I just get a latte and I don't have it sweetened. And I just drink it that way. And I, I like it just fine. So I've been trying that at home. I was feeling like I was not getting robust coffee flavor from the Nespresso. So I did um, a descaling. Only I didn't have the descaling solution. I just did it with vinegar. Vinegar, diluted vinegar. But I've ordered the descaling solution. And I'll do that again. Because that did make a big difference. I think I also, I think the 2% milk is not cutting it. I think that makes it a little too weak without any other flavoring. So I think I'll bump up again, um, either to whole milk or to half and half. We shall see. But now that I have been, I've really cut most of um, cane sugar out of my diet, and now that I have been a couple of weeks without cane sugar or really any, you know, stevia or maple syrup or um, brown sugar, <laughs> any molasses, none of those things, um, I've been having only honey as a sweetener. And now that I'm a couple of weeks off of it, my taster is much more sensitized and I don't miss the sweet as much. It's amazing how that works. Like when you start eating lots of sugar, you want more sugar. So now I am um, enjoying the coffee flavor, but this still isn't quite right. I think that the coffee's not robust enough. I don't know if it's, I'm not sure what it is. I need to um, chase this down a little bit more. Uh, progressive realization of a worthy goal or idea, right? Looking for success in my coffee. The um, book is coming along well. The Promised Queen. I just had 100 pages. It's, um, yeah, I hate to jinx it. Well, let's go ahead and knock on wood, right? Got 3,000 words yesterday. So, yeah, I think I'm a little shy of 27K. It's looking like I'm hitting Act 1 Climax pretty much on target. Uh, I figure it's going to be 110,000 words, and it looks like that's it's on track for that. We'll see if I go into a messy spiral. But um, I can't tell you guys <laughs> what a big difference it has made for me uh, this last week or so to do my not looking at the Internet before I write. Um, trying not to look at the internet, trying not to look at anything at all in the first two hours after I wake up. Um, sometimes it gets closer because I feel like, well, I need to get going on this podcast, which I do on my phone, but I don't really look at much on there. I just open the app, um, reading, exercising, meditating. I can feel a difference in my brain. Uh, I have much more concentration for letting, getting those words to flow. And then when I come around in the afternoon to, you know, then I look at email and then I, you know, look at the Sephora forums or various other messaging mediums and so forth. Uh, my brain just, um, I'm able to click into that work mode much better. So, 
this evening I have an interview with a writing institute in Hong Kong. They are looking for people to privately tutor students at this writing institute via Skype because all of their schools are closed down due to coronavirus. And they don't want um, their students falling too far behind. I mean, isn't that amazing? You know, uh, for all our hysteria about the pandemics, it will be interesting to see if we get to that point. It's um, amazing, all of those kids being pretty much homebound. So we'll see. They uh, said that they, when I said that I would be interested, they put out a call, and I said that I would be interested they said that they were really looking for, you know, like actual teachers uh, with experience teaching primary school, which is not me. I, I taught at the college level, but I kind of feel like teaching at college isn't the same thing, right? You know, those are all ostensibly grown-ups who want to be there. <laughs> it's what Ostensibly, because that wasn't necessarily true, but I've done workshops with kids and stuff. But um, they were very sweet and enthusiastic and said that they wanted to find ways to leverage the opportunity to have access to my writing and editing expertise, which was flattering. And so so we're going to talk tonight and see what we come up with. And so that, that could be interesting. And so it's kind of funny because I started this, you know, not really looking at the, I should have written down the date. I could probably tell by the podcast, you know, sort of changing around my morning routine a little bit. It's it's not so much that um, like David wouldn't have noticed or like he would have noticed because he certainly didn't. Um, you know, we wake up and say good morning and then kind of go on our separate getting ready ways. And, <clears throat> and I've always exercised and so forth. So, and and recording the podcast, you know, and coming into my office and puttering around doing my things. And he's in his office puttering around doing his things. So I hadn't mentioned that I was doing this, not looking at the internet or anything in the first couple hours. But then it was funny. We tend to be in sync this way. I guess we've been together for a very long time. And, oh, and maybe I never connected that thread before that, even though David and I have never been to Fort to formal counseling together, we um, we do have long conversations about our relationship and other people's relationships and what works and what doesn't. And we're pretty, um, I think we have pretty good conversations together. Uh, 29 years and counting. <laughs> That's amazing to me that we've come along this long. But... Um, he, I don't even remember how it came up necessarily, but he said something about maybe we shouldn't watch movies every evening. I can't remember if he suggested or if I suggested it. It kind of came up organically in conversation, but he said that he's uh, been, because sometimes he wakes up, he's awake at night, and he said that he's been uh, watching less movies and so forth. He says he's kind of gotten tired of watching shows and it's become our habit that you know evening is kind of when we both sit down together 
you know, we see each other a lot during the day anyway, but, you know, evening is kind of our together time and we would, he will make dinner and then we would sit and eat dinner, you know, on our laps. We've, we don't even have a dining room table and watch, you know, usually a movie or a couple of hour long shows. And we do that, you know, pretty much every evening. And we were saying, you know, maybe we shouldn't do that. Maybe we should cut down on that and not have that be a default. And it was interesting that he brought this up at the same time that I'd already been doing this, kind of changing around the focus of my brain and stuff. And I said, that'd be great because I would like to have time to work in the evenings and then, and or maybe read and so forth. So we decided that we're going to have movie nights be Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday nights to start. That's our experiment. And so Saturday night and last night, we did not turn on the TV. And it, part of this was, as we were talking about, that it used to be before we moved to Santa Fe, um, you know, in, in the old days, you had to have either cable television or you know, use your antenna, right? And and where we lived in Wyoming, you just couldn't get network TV. <laughs> there was no nothing for the antennas to get. <laughs> so either you had cable TV or you didn't have TV. And we just didn't pay for cable. We, you know, it was like one hundred and you know twenty to fifty dollars that we didn't want to pay, and we weren't home a lot back then. We were very intensely up until about 2007 we were very intensely involved with a Chinese internal martial arts school and we had um, we took class on Monday night we taught class on Tuesday night and Wednesday night and took class on Thursday night and very often we had um, something on Saturdays and sometimes on Sundays so basically, you know, most of those classes started, well, they all started at seven. And they, like the shortest one was a class that we taught through the extension at university, and that was just seven to nine. But, you know, like the Monday and Thursday night classes, sometimes we wouldn't get to bed till like two in the morning, dependent. But yeah, that could be a little grim. So we didn't have time to watch those. And then on nights when we did have time to watch a movie, we would, of course, have to go to Hastings or Blockbuster and rent a movie. And so it was a very deliberate action, you know, go out and acquire a movie or two. Sometimes if we were going on Friday night, we would rent like three movies for the weekend. You guys remember that? But there was no instant availability of so many shows to watch. And after we moved to Santa Fe, we first we got Netflix, which change things, right? You could have like three or five discs at a time or whatever. And then with internet, you know, they finally came up with the um, a la carte packaging that I had always, always wanted, you know, where I could get just HBO without getting the entire cable package. And it's, you know, part of the internet that we have because I need the internet to work. But with that then came this, you know, complete availability of all of these channels. And so we got in the habit of watching something, you know, as I said, every night 
And a lot of times we end up watching things that we don't particularly care about. You know, just have something to watch. So we're going to try this. Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday nights. Um, Sunday night we watched a movie called The Peanut Butter Falcon, which was very interesting because it uh, featured an actor who has Down syndrome. And apparently it was like partly written from his concepts, his, his sort of um, wish fulfillment. And there were a lot of good things about it, but it was, um, I don't know, it felt a little Disney in some ways, a little thin. I, I kept referring to the villains as the Disney villains. So we might have to get more selective about what we're choosing to watch doing this. One of the things David had said that last summer we were talking about um, sitting outside more in the evenings because our evenings here are so beautiful. And we would do that for a while. I would sit out there and read and so and stuff. And then, you know, he would say, well, dinner's ready. And I would come in and we would <laughs> sit inside and watch a movie or shows and eat dinner. And that would be it. So it was interesting. Saturday night, I read all evening and it felt, um, it was nice. And I felt like my sleep was more peaceful. I don't know if that is just, um, I can't tell. I mean, you know, maybe I, you know, it's very subjective, obviously, but I felt like my sleep was more peaceful. And um, I've been reading, ooh, am I not going to be able to think of it? It's Sierra Simone. And, okay, I'm going to have to look up the name here. Very interesting book, and I would really uh, spent the weekend kind of um, absorbed in this. This is not the book I'm looking at. Mm. Okay, let's. Oh, here, library. You know, my Kindle app on my phone doesn't necessarily sync with my Paperwhite. I don't know why this is. And it's not synced at all. Aha! They're the Thorn Chapel books. I've gone on to reading book two, which is um, Feast of Sparks. Oh, the first one's called A Lesson in Thorns. Very interesting books, and I will post a review because I love the first book, and I'm enjoying the second book. Um, it's kind of... Uh, Reminded me in some ways of Tana French. The, I think it's like the second Tana French where she goes undercover and is living in the mansion with the friends. It's like that only with BDSM. Um, but the, the sex is wonderful and kinky and queer. And everybody is pretty much bisexual. It's almost like a pansexuality because all of the friends love each other so much. And it's uh, the sex is beautiful and ritualistic and loving and not, um, I don't know, not crass, not, not harmful. So I really have been enjoying this book. Read it a lot over the weekend. Now I'm on book two. And last night I sat and read. And the other thing I did was... You know, I was reading for a bit, and I got up to get a glass of water, and I thought, well, I might as well take care of the dishes. And I did all the dishes and got the kitchen cleaned up, which is something that I would not do if we'd been sitting and watching a movie. 
and I read for a while longer. And then I went in and I took care of one set of um, tasks, tasks. I knew that was going to be hard to say. Uh, you know, like I've gotten all of the debits put into this spreadsheet, all of the business expenses. And now I have to go through all the various, you know, like a credit card. Last night I went in and I pulled all of my PayPal charges and threw those into uh, the spreadsheet as part of categorizing all of my business expenses. So it was, you know, it was great. I got the kitchen cleaned up and I got the, that one task. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to say it, am I? That one tax task done. And then I felt like I slept really well too. So um, interesting, you know, changing that brain chemistry and functioning around creating time. And then this Hong Kong app opportunity came up and we'll see if it plays out. But one of the prerequisites is they want to do this live. And so they were looking for people who could teach in the evening in the U.S., which is morning in China. And it's like, oh, well, look, I, I really do believe that. You know, it's sort of the, um, if you create the space for it, then something will come in to fill that space. I created that evening space and now I have this opportunity. So kind of cool things. All right. Well, on that note, I shall go ahead and dive into getting my words. Um, I will remind you, not that you could forget, but I'm supposed to say it. So that uh, first cup of coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network. And you can find more podcasts you will enjoy, possibly even love, at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all on Thursday. Take care. Bye-bye.